Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, Milton Stewart. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Enneagram 6, the committed, security-oriented, and suspicious type. Intro music, let's go. episode, we will talk about the type sixes temperament, best of the six, worst of the six, sixes in the workplace, psychological defense, verbal and nonverbal cues, my experience with sixes, and at the end, I will talk directly to sixes and people who have sixes in their lives and how you can assist them if they're willing to grow. The temperament for the type six. One of the archetypes for the type six is the loyal skeptic which I think embodies them quite well. Sixes are loyal, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. These loyal skeptics believe you must find security in a dangerous world, and you cannot just trust things without some real certainty. Type sixes are super reliable, hardworking, and trustworthy on their healthy side. On their unhealthy side, they can be highly defensive, evasive, and overly anxious. Type sixes are usually quite cautious, which can make them indecisive or reactive, defiant and rebellious. The reason that type six can be both ways, which can be indecisive and hyperactive, is because the type six has a unique property of being a phobic six or a counterphobic six. What does that mean? For the phobic six, when fear or danger arises, phobic sixes usually become hypervigilant and tries to move away from the fear, whereas the counterphobic six actually is running towards the fear, wanting to eliminate it. All type sixes have both inside of them, but one is usually quite stronger than the other. For example, if a type six was a fireman, if the phobic six arrived to the burning house, the type six would probably make sure that everyone in the nearby houses are out of them to be safe and that the fire hydrant is well connected to the hose and ready to flow. The counterphobic type six, though, would run into the burning house to make sure that no people are still left inside the burning house. The fear of the fire made the phobic six Think of all the safety and security things they could do without engaging in the fear, whereas the counterphobic six went to attack their fear by running straight into the fire. And when I say run into the fire, I don't mean without equipment, but I mean that they are ready to go head first into whatever that fear is. Type sixes are super loyal to their friends, families, and beliefs, much more than any other type. One reason for this is because if a type six has become attached to something, then they have done a lot of mental ruminating on it. So that means they have thought extremely deep on whatever it is, way more than most people do. 
They have gathered tons of information and evidence to support their belief that this is a person to be loyal towards or ideal belief to be loyal towards. Sixes are the most loyal of any type on the Enneagram. They are truly go down with the ship or ride or die type of people. Sixes can be loyal to people, ideas, beliefs, and even the belief that all authorities should be defied and harshly questioned. Sixes can go along with the status quo or be affixed to being rebellious. Type sixes will defend others more vigorously than they will defend their own selves. They will defend a belief, idea, person, or community way more aggressively than they would defend themselves. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S dot com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Key motivations of type six. The type six wants security to feel supported by others, reassurance, certainty, and the ability to test the attitudes of others towards them and to resist their own anxiousness and thoughts of insecurity. The basic fear is being without support or guidance. The basic desire, they want to have support and security, safety. What a type six would tell us about themselves. I am preoccupied with safety and security concerns. I greet everything with a doubting mind and contrary thinking. My vigilance, active imagination, and intuition help me anticipate and avoid problems. I question authority and people until they gain my trust. I procrastinate because I fear making the wrong decision. Best of a six. So this portion is brought to you by personal experience and the website EnneagramAtWork.com. The highest emotion that a six can exhibit is courage, which is not the bravado that most people think of or being courageous and standing on a mountain with your chest pounding and like poking out and all that stuff. No, it's not that, but it rather means feeling the fear, but moving forwards anyway. The strengths of the six include loyalty, being courageous, attentive to people and problems, often strategic thinkers. At their best, they're internally stable and self-reliant. And they can champion for themselves and others as well. The worst of the six, some of those problems that they struggle with, they're typically self-doubting and very suspicious and can be pessimistic as well. The lowest emotion, which is once again suspicion or distrust, which can lead either to fearfulness or holding back and having an aggressive and pushy attitude. 
personally, I have a really big heart for Enneagram sixes because when I finally realized that what's going on inside of their mind is constantly searching for making things safe or seeing all the danger in things, I really understood and was able to respect them because a lot of times if you encounter a six and you're like really positive, you have a lot of ideas, a six is going to shoot holes in all of your ideas sometimes just because they're looking, they're always naturally looking for the problems or things that could possibly go wrong. It's not that they're trying to be necessarily pessimistic per se, but they are looking for why something may not work. And so that makes typically Enneagram sixes very good troubleshooters. Man, they are great at trying to find something that will work. And they are extremely hard workers as well. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Coast Artists decided after the program to start a podcast. They each use their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Sixes in the Workplace. Part of this section is my personal experience along with uh, NineTypes.com uh, referencing from Helen Palmer, the great Helen Palmer. Enneagram sixes are great at seeing problems and troubleshooting because they can anticipate problems and develop ways to prevent problems before they even occur if possible. They have highly developed environmentally scanning antennas that move very rapidly. Although some solutions come to them instantaneously, other problems, usually those that are more complex or have no obvious optimal solution, take them longer to consider or resolve. In the workplace, sixes, they seek and create like-minded and loyal teams. Sixes like to bring groups together who share a common purpose. They can provide and support one another and kindred spirits to meet the commitments that are needed. But some of the issues that the six has in the workplace is worry and procrastination. While sixes are pleased when things go well, they worry intensely when this is not the case and procrastinate when they are not sure of what to do. Sixes can do something very interesting because you have the counterphobic and the phobic six and just the natural tendency and motivation of them to be skeptical but to also be self-doubting. So sixes can overvalue authority's power and can actually invest in those who have an authoritative image with far more power than they actually possess. A six can either be at the feet or at the throat. And what I mean by that in the workplace is that sixes can react against their own weakness by either seeking protection from authority or attempting to bring it down. So they could either be right there with you doing whatever you need because somehow it acts against their own weakness of being self-doubting or they can be the total opposite and they can be at your throat, meaning that they basically are challenging authority, which has its pros and its cons. 
Sixes can try to do the whole superhero thing to show that um, it's it's in order to really compensate for their inner anxiety. Um, they feel like they have to prove themselves, um, a sense of self-mastery, or they have to tough it out or braced against their fear. And they will go full out even when they're up against the odds. Type sixes defend the underdog. This goes back into the part where we talked about earlier, where they will defend others way more than themselves. And a lot of times, a type six is defending the underdog. The people that get made fun of, the people who are the outcast or the downtrodden, uh, Enneagram six, a lot of times is defending them. And they'll defend them, like I said, way more aggressively than they'll defend themselves. The type six is great at playing what they call the devil's advocate in any argument. So they're really good at giving, but what about this? What if this? And give the other side of it just to um, test the argument and test the idea for certainty. Not necessarily to question you, either though it could be that if you are an authority, but they're trying to test the argument and test for certainty and test you as well and see if you know what you actually know. And is it something that they should trust that you're talking about? The type six can also have what's called action paralysis. So they can find it hard to keep moving forward effectively when success begins to materialize. And it's hard for them to focus when there's not an opposition sometimes. And a lot of times, if there's only positive options to begin with, that's when doubt starts to set in. Because they're not sure. They're looking for what could go wrong so they could possibly fix it and what to do right. And so sometimes when there's just a choice that has no real significance to it or no real threat, they can have action paralysis, even in the smallest things in life. Enneagram sixes typically have a problem with success. And it sounds weird because Enneagram sixes typically can diminish the success that they have or that they achieve with a team because they're still looking, their brain is still watching out for what could go wrong. What if something is going wrong? Is there something I'm not seeing? So they can diminish their own success and the success of something that has been great or that was a great win just because sometimes it's really hard for them not to see what could possibly go wrong, what did go wrong, and uh, just the small things that they feel could be on the horizon. Um, that possibly could be something they need to troubleshoot. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Psychological defense of the Enneagram six. Sixes use the defense mechanism of projection to avoid personal rejection and maintain a self-image of being loyal. So sixes have a way of unconsciously projecting their thoughts, feelings, hopes, fears, motivations, and behaviors onto others, imagining that what is actually true about themselves is instead true for someone else. Sixes often assume they are correct without clarifying the accuracy of these projections. 
These projections could be positive, neutral, negative in nature. A lot of times the issue with the projection with the type six is that because they're naturally thinking of how to stay safe, what could go wrong, sometimes they project these exact same fears and anxieties on other people. So now they're in their head ruminating how to eliminate this threat, whether it is a person and not like you know, a negative, really get rid of them for real, for real. But how do I eliminate this and how do I come out on top? Because this person may do X, Y, Z when this could not even be halfway the case. I've witnessed that um, with the Enneagram 6 co-worker of mine that I had. He constructed so many different ways and plans and assumptions on this other person he had to talk to when that was not even the case. Um, so it was good that he had someone to bounce those ideas off of so I could kind of rein in that natural tendency and anxiety and fear for things to go wrong and help him to see like, hey, we don't know. How about you ask a question? And if so, we're still going to be OK. You've probably met or know a six if verbal cues and non-verbal cues, verbal cues. They have hesitant or highly assertive speech. It's either really hesitant, I am not sure, or it's like highly assertive, I must get this idea, I must get this thought across, and you must listen to it. Another verbal cue, frequent use of what-if questions. They're always questioning everything, all the time. It's different from the Enneagram 5, which their main question is, why? The Enneagram 6 is, what if? What if this went wrong? What if that happened? What if this happened? Are you ready? Are you ready if this happens? What happens if this happens? They use analytical language. That's another verbal cue for Enneagram 6. Non-verbal cues, they have darting eyes as if they're scanning. I mean, if you know an Enneagram 6 or seen one, they really do have darting eyes. Like, they are looking, they are tracking, they are vigilant, making sure that everything is going as it should, but if it doesn't, that they're ready. The next non-verbal cue is a hypervigilant demeanor. It's like they're always ready to go ready for something to happen, ready to move, ready to do something. And that goes right along to the next nonverbal cue, which they usually appear tense or stress. Uh, and that's because typically they're like on the pounce, ready to go, looking around, ready for something to happen, just being security or safety oriented. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two-question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute. For a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types, you can go to EnneagramInstitute.com. And the tester has a minimal cost, but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Speaking style of the Enneagram 6, type 6s communicate in a friendly way. They want to connect around the normalcies of life and work. There can be an evaluative tone to their speech as if they are trying to understand something completely. 
When discussing a situation, they often want to talk through the pros and the cons of a particular action. So this could be very troubling for Enneagram 7 or someone who's trying to be super optimistic all the time because a 6 wants to talk about pros and cons. They're not trying to rain on your parade, but they're actually trying to think through if this could work, how could it actually work? Let's talk about ups and downs. Sixes also want to think about what could go wrong because they want to avoid that. And depending on their anxiety level, they may need to also talk through some of their own trepidations when it comes to issues. Examples of type six in real life and TV. Malcolm X, definitely a counterphobic six, if you know what I mean. Jay Leno, he's a nice combination of phobic and counterphobic. Um, early in his life, I would definitely say he's probably more phobic. And as he's grown in life, he's more counterphobic. If you just see his new show that he has where he does like extreme and fun stuff with cars. Chandler from Friends. Leonard from The Big Bang Theory. My experience with Enneagram Sixes. I find Enneagram Sixes to be very interesting, but very useful, if that makes any sense. Because it's like they always know how to fix something or how to make something work or how to get around an issue or a problem. If you have a six in your life, they're like really good at like troubleshooting for real, for real. One of them I know is a coworker I had. Um, he was definitely a six. When he came on, it was very tough because for the longest time, I thought he was being nosy. And if he wasn't being nosy, I thought he was like trying to be like a snitch or go behind people's back or all in people's business. But when I came to realize he was a six, I realized he was just trying to get all the information so he can make the best decision or know what was coming or what was up next. And so that really helped. And so at the same time with the Enneagram six and him, I noticed that he was always somewhere doing something, trying to take care of some issue, some problem. But I also saw signs of him being very skeptical sometimes of the authority or the leadership. There were times where it was cool, but then other times where he just wanted to totally question all the thoughts and decisions that authority figure was making, which he had some really good questions and reasonings behind uh, his questioning. And so that was really cool. But I find sixes to be very useful. But the first time I meet a six, I find them to be pessimistic. And I find them to be like negative Nancy's almost. It's like, wow, you're just being negative. So to be honest, you might not want to bring an Enneagram 6 to a brainstorm session because it's going to be really hard for them not to be like, well, that idea may not work because of X, Y, Z. So you might not want to bring them into the brainstorming session, but that would be absolutely great for the implementation side of it. So when you've chosen an idea and then you're trying to make it go, they're going to be the great ones who are going to troubleshoot and look not only ahead to what problems could happen, but problems that could happen in the implementation phase and the finishing of ideas phase, which is great. Um, another Enneagram 6 I know, um, she's a good friend from a church group, and she is amazing at really sticking up for people who are kind of uh, the outcasts who are looked upon or looked down on or made fun of, she really is good at that. And I noticed that. I was like, that's weird. I never noticed that. And then I found out she was an Enneagram 6. I was like, oh, that's why. 
She defends the weak. She defends those who have been talked about and she'll do it vigorously. And she will just like do stuff to make sure she celebrate their life and their importance, which is really, really cool. Here's how to assist an Enneagram six in your life. Encourage your Enneagram six to notice the positives, develop trust and appreciate their own strengths and take positive actions. Provide Enneagram sixes with positive alternative meanings. Be consistent and trustworthy in what you do and what you say. Disclose your own personal feelings and thoughts. I have found that to be very important in my friendship with my Enneagram sixes is that when I am able to disclose my own personal feelings and thoughts, they really appreciate them. Even though sometimes they come with a skeptical attitude and sometimes seems like they're being nosy, they're really not. They're really just trying to get more information so they can make the best decision so that they can know if they can actually trust you. And so when you get to that part of a six, when you can let down their guard of fear and like defense where it's like questioning you so much to see if you're trustworthy, they're really, really, really amazing people. And they have a huge heart for like helping and truly being there for people. If you're Enneagram six, here are some things that you can do to help yourself grow. Reclaim your faith in self, others and the universe. So Enneagram sixes can be very self-doubting and very doubting period of everything, everyone, and anything. And so they have to, as a six, you must reclaim your faith in yourself and other things in this world. No things aren't perfect. That's just a fact. But that's a part of life. That's a part of the beauty of life, in a sense, is that you don't have to always be completely certain of everything for it to be good or great or to understand it to a certain extent. There is a beauty in mystery. Um, the next is be aware of magnification and work at distinguishing true impressions from projections. So an Enneagram six can like you, you, you have a great way of like magnifying an issue and going deep into it sometimes and really surveying it and looking and picking it apart and saying something's wrong, something's wrong. And sometimes you do that and you add in your projections. And so you have to be careful and pull yourself back and sometimes really start to ask the questions of that part of yourself. You're good at asking questions about if there's an issue with a person, things they're doing, but sometimes you don't necessarily go with that gut intuition. You don't address those feelings and thoughts. And so you got to make sure you address those thoughts so that you're not projecting it on other people and always keeping a sense of anxiety with you because you're always thinking that there's some trouble out there. Next, relinquish the quest for certainty and control as a substitute for faith. Oh, this is tricky for sixes because a lot of the sixes that I know uh, typically question like crazy, especially faith. My friends who are sixes, they question a lot about faith because faith a lot of times is not necessarily certainty. You have to hope and believe in things that you can't necessarily know the exact outcome. And so that's the part 
that's really tough for sixes. But I promise you, as sixes begin to relinquish that certainty, because there's not always going to be certainty in anything, even the science things that we have in this world that say that like this is the theory or this is the idea. It's going to change in 10 to 20 years. There's just not much certainty in that. And so sixes have to work on relinquishing some of that um, ability to always want certainty and substitute it with faith that things will be okay, that things will work out. And so that will help a six's mind and them actually grow. Next, a six has to welcome fear and still move ahead. So you got to keep moving. Even though when you feel fear, you still got to move ahead. And that's going to give... The sixth, its highest emotion, which is courage. The next one, balance the negative spin you tend to put on situations with positive ones. So, for instance, if something bad is really going to happen, think of ways that it could go right as well. So, balance that approach to your thinking. Last one, become your own authority and watch for cues of giving your power to others. So, Make sure that you know that you have authority just as other people have authority and watch for cues on giving your powers to others. So make sure you're not putting off your own strengths on other people, but noticing that you do have them. And just because you have them and you let people know does not mean you're being prideful or arrogant. Enneagram 6 is listening closely. Yes, life is filled with danger and cautions and hazards, and problems, and things that really just suck. Let's be honest. But life is also filled with positive things, wonderful people, wonderful experiences, great times, great things. So you have to make sure to constantly balance your thinking. Your thinking is not anything bad or it's nothing wrong with you. Your thinking is great. We need it in a lot of different situations. You help bring reality. You help bring things into fruition when there are great and imaginative ideas. As long as you don't let the negative side or the, the part that's trying to construct all the issues take over. Remember, you have to make sure to self-master yourself, not just to be self-aware and let it do what it wants. You can say, hmm, let me think another way. Hmm. Let me add this portion to my thinking already because I know it's natural in there. So I have a lot of empathy and a lot of respect and a lot of compassion for Enneagram sixes. They can be misunderstood because they can come off as pessimistic or nosy sometimes to people who don't know them. But the Enneagram six is one of the few people who are really able to truly be loyal to people. They provide a real sense of friendship. They provide a real sense of community because Enneagram sixes are there to make sure that people who are usually stepped on or marginalized are taken care of and are represented. So make sure that if you're Enneagram six, you don't just look down upon yourself, have confidence in yourself, love who you are because there's some wonderful traits to you and there are wonderful things that you add to this world and you add to the people around you. So make sure that you're investing in that as well and you have the courage to say the things you need to say because I've seen sixes who have such a great ideal or great passion for things who absolutely are nervous when it comes to actually voicing not only their opinion of what they want to say or what they want to do, but actually projecting themselves into positions where they can really do positive work because 
they are so nervous about just speaking up and saying the things that's on their mind. Because trust me, Enneagram 6, you have already thought of it. You thought deeply about it, way more deeply than anyone else. And so if you add a positive spin to your thinking along with the ruminating that you already do, you have a masterful piece of information and knowledge to give to the world. So make sure you're doing that and not covering up by being self-doubtful. Thank you so much. So make sure if you have not hit that subscribe button so that you can go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and know when new episodes come out. Make sure also I'm having a website design, which is going to be do it for the grand podcast.com. So you can go there and see the latest episodes. I'm also going to do a little bit of writings like blogging and some pictures and things. It's also going to be connected to the Instagram, which is do it for the grand podcast you know, Instagram. So I'm going to have those two sites going at the same time. So you can be there and you can connect with me because what I really want to do is connect with you and see what questions you have about the Enneagram to see what would you like me to go over on the Enneagram and just any fun things or any things you question. I would love to engage with you. So if you could do that, make sure you hit subscribe and the website is coming soon. And also I want to wish you a happy new year's because this episode will probably drop after January 1st, 2019. So I'm super excited to see you there. Also, thank you so much for listening. And before I go, remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course.